Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Scope of Work, your Monday dose of professional catharsis. We have a great episode for you today, uh, bringing you what the people asked for most after listening to episode one, and that is more structure. We're going to go ahead and kick things off this week with a brand new segment called Keep or Kill, highlighting the things that are killing us this week, as well as the things that are keeping us going. The main topic of today's episode, however, is going to be focused on a very sensitive subject to many, and that is remote working versus in-office working. We do wrap things up today with another new segment called Key Takeaways. Key Takeaways, as you might have guessed, is going to be the too-long-didn't-read version of everything that we talked about. Peter and I each get one, so if you don't care for the banter, go ahead and skip to that part if you're just looking for the facts. I think that's it. Like I said, trying to do a better job of giving the people what they want, keeping this a little more focused, but uh, of course, allowing ourselves the flexibility to have some tangents along the way. Uh, Without further ado, welcome back to episode two. Welcome to Scope of Work! And we're also going to need you to be able to come in on Sunday, too, okay? We uh, lost some people this week. What the f***? Oh, it's such a drag! What a chore! Oh, your wounds are closer, everything's a stress! And what's more, well, it's awesome! What's up, buddy? What up? Back for episode two. Here we are. Episode two. This must mean we're serious. It must mean, yeah. Or we're just dedicated uh, to this tomfoolery that we have found ourselves in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and my this is uh, this is soothing my ADHD big time. Is that I'm not working and I'm doing this with you. <laughs> <laughs> There's no time could not be better spent, Peter. I promise it'll be worth it. <laughs> Welcome to Scope of Work, uh, episode two. Um, realize Peter that last time, uh, we really didn't do a good job of doing introductions. So why don't we kick things off? Who with the some fuck team- are you people? Exactly. Exactly. Why don't we kick things off with some, uh, team introductions? How about you go first? Break the ice. Uh, I'm Peter Sather. I am our, uh, creative representative, uh, designer and brand director. Wonderful. And yours truly here is Max Cedargreen, Group Account Director, representative of all client service needs, account service needs, and uh, project management. And overall, general, generally a nice guy, I like to think. <laughs> we're, we're two sides of the same coin. He is the mature, buttoned up, uh, a client-facing dick sucker now. Uh, <laughs> and, and I'm the wacky, zany, a creative guy. I think it is funny. That, like, I think both... Both of us, Peter, if we if we have to like just, you know, really, you know, put a pin in it. I think this is kind of like us each doing a podcast with an alter ego of ourselves, which is very fun. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. The Uh, uh, being cranked up to max volume of like stupid, idiotic memes and references and giggling like like schoolgirls like constantly. So. Absolutely. That's fantastic. I can tell that's you what did. we started this. Yeah. You did listen to episode one. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, speaking exactly. of which, speaking of which, uh, I think we just got to address this man. Uh, massive thank you to everyone who listened to episode one. Uh, just to give you the number 50 people listened to episode one. I was expecting like four <laughs> so i i didn't i didn't even listen to most of it <laughs> oh, cool. but like awesome. i said i don't like the sound of my own voice so and i had a sinus infection so 
Yeah, honestly, Peter, I think it's uh, a little bit scary to have reached this uh, level of success this early into our venture because, <laughs> you know, you know, now if episode two gets like 10 people, I'm going to realize that the, <laughs> the 40, 40 other listens were just pity listens. And that's really going to yeah. damage my self-esteem and ego. <laughs> there were probably a lot of pity self uh, uh, things and people like, okay, this is how I will do the exact same thing in three months because I was planning to do something very similar. And, and I'll do, it do it way better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, uh, uh, more power to you. But we're yeah. on your already on your tail. We're yeah, all we, here first. We we in, we inspired you, and you know what? That is totally enough for me. <laughs> I'll sleep yeah, just exactly. fine tonight. <laughs> we're crawling uh, so you can run. So remember that. Absolutely, we're, never forget nine eleven. Woo! We're professional podcasters now. Is what this means basically. So yeah, I mean, it's kind of like golf. I think where you just kind of like. You keep showing up and you just declare yourself as having gone pro and that's it. Right. That's, that's all it. there is. The that's second all you is. get a country club membership, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so again, a thousand thank yous to everyone who listened. It does truly mean the world to us. Um, Peter, I do have some feedback However, that came to my attention uh, from us publishing episode one. I'm sure you do as well, but um, I guess it was foolish for me to think that a podcast that's really the whole premise is delivering unsolicited advice that we wouldn't <laughs> receive some of our own. But you know what? We're we're big boys. I think that's good. And hey, being a professional is uh taking feedback and learning from it. So <laughs> I'm up for the yeah. challenge if you are too. <laughs> Taking it on the chin is absolutely, we are very good at that actually. I think that is where we beat in the middle too. We are very good at 100%. Direct, getting, giving direction, also receiving direction. And not crying publicly. Right. <laughs> Just, it don't, I'll, be, I'll be honest, it, hurt my, it only hurt my feelings a little bit. And you know what? That's totally fine. Anyways, uh, the but feedback. fuck the haters. Yeah, no, fuck the haters. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, 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 always fuck. The literally, haters. no one hated on it. That was yeah. very kind of you. But everyone also, loved it. <laughs> do you hate on it though? In the future, fucking hate. hate. <laughs> Your hate fuels me. Yeah, you make, a very it makes person. you. It makes it's you stronger. stronger, stronger. Yes, kick <laughs> us. Kick us. You can tell us if it sucked, or if you're just like, why don't you guys talk about something important? Well, I'm getting to that. I'm led back to like, you know, back to the feedback we received. It was that our podcast uh, needs a little more structure. And you know what? I think that's okay. Right. I think that's totally okay. You know, episode one. Yeah, we know is one of those things. And I always hate when you get feedback about something you already know and you try to not be defensive. (laughs) And you're like, but but, 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 no, I I see. I I knew that. I knew that already. No. But (laughs) anyways, that's uh, when you really grit your teeth. I know, I know. Um, but this only wasn't like that, though. Too, yeah. Like we, we, we needed to hear that too. We did, yeah. It's always that third-party validation is, um, you know, as the kids say, major key. Um, except that was like a millennial saying, or not a millennial saying. Like, a, like a thing. it was like a late two thousand saying. So I'm just dating myself terribly right now. Um, anyways, back to the whole structure thing we were talking about. Um, I have a, a new segment idea for you, Peter. Would you uh, care to partake and go on that journey with me? I would absolutely be down. Wonderful. So I'm calling this segment "Keep or Kill." 
And the premise is really simple, right? Uh, you know, we're professionals. It's the end of the week. And uh, as far as the kill, I want to know what was killing you this week. I want to know what was just totally grinding your gears and, you know, really bogging you down from a professional standpoint. On the flip side of that, I want to know what your keep is and your keep is more what's keeping you going, you know, and that doesn't have to be a professional thing. I want to know what's going on in your life that, uh, you know, is allowing you to just stay the course and keep, keep trudging onward when it well, comes certainly to not new clients because <laughs> recession, but... <laughs> oh, no. holy shit. Um, but this is your segment. So, uh, I've got, a, uh, of course we've plotted this, uh, kind of, and I've got a couple written down, but I'm curious what yours are and like the level of, I have, I have very heartwarming answers and very saucy, shitty answers. Oh, and no. I'm very curious <laughs> where you're intending to go with this. So I will, cause I got a couple in each. In you're just going to hit me. Here. You're going to hit me with the Uno reverse. Is that what I'm getting from you? Right. <laughs> Absolutely. That's exactly it. Uh, Okay, I will start with my kill. And honestly, man, right now it's hiring. Hiring is a major pain point for me right now. And I guess I should also like caveat by saying that um, we're growing, which is a really good problem to have, especially because like the industry right now is so volatile. You know, you see it in advertising agencies, you see it in, um, you know, major corporations, layoffs are just ever present and they suck ass. And, you know, Mm. we're really fortunate to be uh, the opposite of that right now, needing to acquire new talent to fulfill roles and, uh, you know, help manage uh, new work that we've won. So it's a good problem to have, but man, the hiring process is just exhausting. You know, it's like not only like getting interviews on calendars, but even just sourcing talent and finding like, you know, the right people. And like you sit in these interviews and, you know, I don't I don't know what your experience has been in like people that you've interviewed or like jobs you've interviewed for. But, you know, people just go so hard sometimes for the sell. Like, you know, mm-hmm. oh, I'm the best fit and whatever you say this role entails, I am ready for it and I can't wait yeah. for it. And it's like, yeah. Don't don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, you definitely like, can't. Yeah. Don't tell me what I want to hear. Like, I'm just as interested in finding out if like you're gonna be happy here and enjoy working here and stay. Like, you know, that's yeah. a big that's a big thing. Staying so, is a very yeah, like that is the most important thing. Yeah, exactly. Like best quality in uh what do they say in football? It's like the best quality in any player is availability. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's that's real. how I'm feeling. And so yeah, just been, you know, kind of just going through all these interviews and um, you know, it's good. I think there are a lot of good candidates that I've had the chance to talk to, which I'm excited about. But man, the process itself is just the weighing me down, especially because it's like obviously there's a ton of work that is like needing to be needing to go somewhere directionally yeah, for um, real. how many people are you hiring right now is uh, it at, so just freelancers or no they're all we're looking for ftes and um yeah i think for my team right now we're looking for about three people uh based on a lot that's of full-time uh, employees of, for new people Thank you. That was great. Awesome. Um, Super cool. But but yeah, I almost made know. a Christian McCaffrey reference to availability. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said, oh, yeah. see, like I've been playing fantasy football for more than two years. What exactly? I know. Look at you, <laughs> my special boy. Um, Doing mock drops already. Definitely don't be second pick. <laughs> Justin Jefferson is going first, ladies and gentlemen. He's going first. Was- and guess who's going second? 
And that was the fantasy football segment, everyone. Um, <laughs> oh, there, that will be an expanded segment in a couple of months. I figure it's coming. I figure it's coming. That's but, awesome. Um, and there's, yeah. there's a very specific reason why it will, why we will lean into, well, we will have a segment that's football related too, but we'll get to that later. Because we love it. Um, that too, but yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'd say that's my kill. Uh, what's keeping me going this week uh, is probably going to make me sound really vapid and lame but tv <laughs> <laughs> like tv a tv. Uh, tv yeah Wee! uh so my wife and i are like just totally entrenched in the bear right now and i mean oh right that is that is not a like uncommon opinion right now everyone's watching that fucking show and for good reason it is electric and it is awesome and uh Fuck i guess yeah. before i do you watch it my roommates had it on like a month ago. It's been up for a little while now. It's and season I two the that's first out time right I ever now. heard of it was on my like on my TV downstairs. And I was like, oh, what's this? They're like, oh, it's the bear. It's like this crazy show about this guy that cooks and everything. And it was like this first or second episode. So it's just like just the kitchen and everything. And they had it like they one of them was playing it like a week ago. And I was still pretty under the weather. And they were watching like after dinner or something. And I was like, I cannot fucking handle the show right now. It's like so intense. It's like, oh, family it dinner is, and, like, dude, it is so intense. And I think Ugh. honestly, like that's like, I mean, first of all, the cinematography, the acting is absolutely fucking fantastic. It's one of those yes. shows that you watch and you're like, holy shit. Like I get lost in it because I'm not doing that thing where I'm like, you guys are actors and you're being fake and that's not you. And you're like, so, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, it, whatever, um, suspend my disbelief, but, uh, yeah, right, it's seriously right. so good. And honestly, I think why it's keeping me going too is just the perspective of like how stressful that industry appears because mm -hmm. holy shit, man, I would fucking buckle if I was in, I mean, a Panera doesn't really count. If I was like a major chef at like a Michelin star restaurant, dude, the amount of shit that like they take and like the pressure they put on themselves and others. It's like performing every single night for a thankless audience. That is yeah. just like, you know, could totally torpedo your reputation by getting on Yelp and being like, Oh yeah. Like this food tastes like shit. And I'm probably going to have sal salmonella or something. Yeah. I got to watch that show. It's dude. You would I like just it. Need to be but it is, but it is like, soup it is just a anxiety like grenade that you will just have to jump on because man like actually it was one of those shows where like we watched a few episodes um earlier in the week and just like had to not watch it for like two nights <laughs> because it was so stressful for sure i know i worry about that too i i, I need to relax when i'm not worrying about like my business and things right now so not a, ton, not a ton of bandwidth when yeah. I don't have a paycheck <laughs> coming up like anytime soon. So uh, I'm going to stick to relaxing activities and things like rock climbing because rock climbing has been absolutely – it's not even one of my many things on here that is my keep. But yeah, honestly, shooting from the hip, rock climbing is my shit now. I fucking love it. It's so Dope, fun. dude. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's great. It's such a fantastic workout. You don't even realize you've burned like a 1,000 calories um and like 45 minutes so is that uh you know is that your keep for this week uh <laughs> no i have a bunch actually so <laughs> there's other so i really do i have like four that's cool um, what a rip uh the last dance i can't remember if i talked about it last time i probably did 
have you have you yeah you still haven't seen it right no i'm not a huge nba guy i <laughs> preaching to the choir i'm really not an nba guy um that documentary made me love basketball just <laughs> really so much <laughs> michael jordan is definitely a huge asshole but man like there's so many there's so many things about it like i wouldn't do it just like i think he's a dickhead even though you know that was born in 1991 space jam saw i've seen it probably 2025 times at this point um and I was just blown away by like Dennis Rodman, Scottie Pippen. Like they're so interesting to get everyone's perspectives. The soundtrack is unbelievable. It's like, they just have every single thing you could want uh, in there. And the way they tell the story and everything, Phil Jackson's the shit. Highly recommend it. I've watched it probably five times all the way through. And <laughs> like the best really series. the whole, the yeah. whole series. Oh my God, it's like, dude, it's like the only show that I can watch while I work. So I'll have that kind of like in the background or like, I'll just like listen to it and all the different like sa- like songs and shit. Yeah. Highly recommend. Um, but my, my kill, my kill is basically everything in my wheelhouse that is not related to sports uh, and entertainment. Now I have to move past, I have to move past all those things. I, uh, my offerings are too, too wide. And it's not to say that I won't do those things anymore because uh, I've done a lot. I've worked on a lot of projects that are in the like education world, you know, like, thing and things I used to do for um, for like universities and schools and, and shit like that. Although, like if it's if from the if it's the athletic department of the school, absolutely. Um but yeah, I just got to clip out a bunch of those things because those are not just not industries that. I want to necessarily be associated with anymore sports and sports media and entertainment outdoors kind of like works too. It's yeah. just those aesthetics. Like it's the aesthetic that I have that, that is easy for me to design for. Um, and that's like that kind of aggressive style that that's in my wheelhouse. And I need to, I need to respect that, that master of like, that's what I need to do. So I'm going to have to yeah. go start weeding, weeding all that shit out to make sure that that's the message that people are kind of receiving. It's difficult to kind of associating with your brand and like, you know, Hey, if we are in that industry or one of those industries, like that's the guy we got to go to. Yeah. Yeah. Kill. That's dope. Sales shit. I fucking (laughs) hate sales shit. Oh, I hate being salesy. (laughs) Uh, And part of the reason why I've been thinking about this too, is because that book that I've just been uh, listening to, uh, it's called 10 X is easier than two X. Mm-hmm. And it's all about how you kind of like remove yourself from the equation and you start focusing on what you can do the best and let others do the other kind of parts of things. And it would be impossible for you just to like keep doing what you're doing right now to to, to 2x as just like you got to do more of everything. Go 10x. You need to set like a lofty goal and be like, all right, if I want to make a million dollars at the end of this year. Like how am I, how, what's the best way to do that? Like, there's a lot of ways I could probably figure out how to make 120 grand uh, in a year. That's $10,000 a month. It's a a lot of money. Rob a bank. Yeah. Chiefs of Holic. Um, (laughs) There it is. (laughs) I was wondering, I was wondering if you were going to pick that up. You know, they found him. Yeah. He got got arrested. Like they found him. Like the manhunt. Yeah. yeah. Chiefs of Holic has been caught everyone. Your streets are Was it dog? Was it actually dog? (laughs) No, it wasn't dog. Is dog even alive anymore? No. Dog. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah. Dog taking down the wolf. That would have been amazing. Yeah, it sure would have. Like this opportunity. <laughs> Miss yeah, opportunity. There you go. <laughs> uh, but the but the whole thing of like, okay, it's easy setting a goal for 120 isn't as realistic actually as as setting a goal for like, I'm gonna make a million dollars at the end of the year or whatever, because it really makes you zero in on like there's a lot of ways I could probably you know, jump around and do all this work and scrounge together to to make 120 grand at the end of the year. But in order to make a million dollars, there's probably not that many routes that I could take in order to do that. So it forces you to focus down. Yeah, that's yeah. a really I'm only in chapter one. Okay, well, he's. I mean, you got me sold, and it you know piqued my interest. Yeah. So yeah, it's really that interesting. Out. That's cool. Very, yeah, yeah, I'm down with that. That's awesome, man. And that was uh, Keep or Kill, everyone. Let us know if you liked it or not. <laughs> Tons of tangents. I know. Yeah, exactly. It's a journey. There's your structure. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Back should, the uh, fuck off. Yeah, we did it. Fuck off. We did it. Yeah, we heard you. Uh, should we do a quick ad and then we'll get into uh, the main main event, the main course? Absolutely. Let me give you an ad. Today's episode is brought to you by Safety Design Co., your expert design partner in all things sports and media entertainment branding. So, uh, yeah, hit me up if you're looking for extremely sick logos, typography, uniform design, um, pretty much anything that you can think of that is going to be uh, pretty athletic looking and feeling. So, uh, I'm all ears. Give them the website. Give them the website. Uh, SafetyDesignCo.com. Okay. Whoa. That was awesome. <laughs> wow. I got to go yeah. fucking see what this is about. Sponsorship, baby. Does some cool projects. Some sponsored content right here. <laughs> Speaking of content. Yes. No uh, free ads either. <laughs> no free ads. No free ads. We've got to be careful about that shit. We absolutely do, especially in advertising. An advertising podcast with no free ads. That is something. I will die on that hill. Um, Peter, I have a uh, topic for us today that uh, honestly it's had the tires kind of kicked on it on many occasions. It's an old topic that continues to resurface as uh, you know, time continues to pass. And that is really the debate that came up during COVID about in office versus remote working. And I think it's highly topical right now. And I think that, you know, we've, we're so far removed from COVID now. It's weird. Like, do people even get COVID anymore? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't, you don't really hear about it as often anymore. But um, <laughs> one's the, that's a great <laughs> question, though. It's like, like, I mean, I'm on my own. Uh, but <laughs> what if you were like, what if there's something coming up and you were like, yeah, I, I like I just got COVID. And you're like, let's say you're not lying either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, exactly. when is the last? Yeah. Like, when? I don't. It doesn't seem to come up anymore. But I think with that, you know, whether COVID related or not, I have noticed uh, that a lot of companies are very much uh, kind of encroaching on getting back to trying to be more full time office. And mm -hmm. I'm curious to hear what your perspective is because there are a ton of pros and cons between both like remote working as well as in office working. But from like where I sit, I particularly think that remote working is fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I I would agree. I would agree. Do you miss anything about the office? Not really. 
<laughs> uh, okay. No, well, honestly, I guess not I guess this really. conversation's done then. Office work sucks. <laughs> I do miss like my awesome coworkers. I miss having co- I miss having coworkers, um, and I miss working on projects together. And I do miss being able to go into the office on occasions and like as a culture device, it's it's unmatchable. And culture is absolutely a really great way to cultivate a uh, uh, an agent's what is an agency, if not just a group of specialists. Mm-hmm. There's like you got you got your motion person, you got your account person, you got your design person, you got your art director, you got your creative directors, you like got all these different people, and like everyone had, brings their own specializations to the table, and like different account people like are di- like better at certain like types of clients and different personalities and stuff like that. That's something I can't wait to talk to you about, and like all those specializations within account direction. I think that's. I'm super interested about that. So wait, um, let me let me ask you a question though, because I, I agree with 99% of what you just said regarding like culture being kind of foundational, not only to an organization, but being able to foster it much more effectively in person. My question for you is actually more specific to the creative process. So I guess comparatively, you know, we've got gener- like an older generation of, you know, advertising professionals, you know, the ones that are our senior leaderships or VPs are C-suites at different agencies. And right. I feel like it's a very common perspective that being in person delivers better quality output when it comes to the actual work. What's your take on that? Do you agree or do you disagree? Because I have an opinion. I'm curious if we're going to be aligned. At the end of the day, from a creative perspective, like I need to be alone at some point, <clears throat> multiple points, ideally multiple phases of the creative process where this is why like our CRMs or creative review meetings, you know, we have like about two or three of them before we're showing anything to the client each time and we'll show the client three times. So, you know, we're meeting probably sometimes upwards of like eight or nine times. There's a period of time, there's seven chunks or whatever that where I'm literally just on my own, banging my head against the wall and, you know, hunting down inspiration. Inspiration doesn't strike a professional creative. We go and hunt it down with a baseball bat. Hopefully there's a nail or two in there too. So we really snag it. Really kill, um, really kill the creative. <laughs> yeah. They're really kill it. Yeah. Kill it. Kill that idea. We, we say kill it. We can literally kill it. So this is the, this is my logic too. Uh, and I'm so glad like my previous employer was so cool about the policy that we kind of like the trust and respect that we kind of forged together was that, you know, we were coming into the office like about three times a week which I had no problem with. Office is gorgeous. It was really nice to see everyone. Loved everyone there. So I'm going to go get lunch like or like play flip cup after after, after hours or whatever and have, have, hang out together. That was that was super fun. Yeah. But there were a lot of times. Yeah. Well, no, I'd say you're you're selling a point that I'm about to make, but keep going. <laughs> yes. But there's a lot of times where I'm like, hey, this is a distraction nightmare. I'm going to go home and pound this out. I need to I need to be on my own and I need no distractions because I will distract myself. It's so distracting. Oh, my God. And I mean, I, the worst yeah. part is like I'm not only when I'm in the office, I'm not only being distracted. I am like 
notably distracting others <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. like having worked together it's like you hear like i for those who don't know me personally i wear my car keys like a douchebag on my belt loops and you just hear me coming up the stairs and i feel you like going out of that, huh? yeah i definitely never will uh <laughs> you know you lose Freshman your you lose your car keys at a party one time <laughs> you never like it just now that's a personality characteristic a flaw depending on who you ask but <laughs> you'd hear me jingling coming up the stairs and i know you motherfuckers would be sitting there like, not me. <laughs> like, I'm really busy, man. Yeah. Like, I don't have time. <laughs> I don't have time. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that to me is so interesting, right? Because I do think the culture and the fun you're describing is a really important part of going to the office. But that's the thing. That's the benefit I get out of it. My productivity, absolute dog shit. Absolute dog shit. Because you're just accessible and available and people, like, want to talk and, like, you know, advertising – attracts a very you know you know consistent type of personality and so i feel like more often than not we all get along with each other and like yeah we want to do little silly things and not work and whatever and like i just don't really understand how that was lost on and maybe it wasn't lost like maybe they just like were willing to take the the good with the bad but i feel like a lot of like senior leadership at agencies i've worked at you know didn't necessarily recognize that like it was office fun time, not office like productivity and like delivering really great work and meeting all the expectations we need to meet in a very fast paced, like, you know, just high intensity industry. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and at, the, at the end of the day, what really makes it so tricky, too, is that uh, what does an agency uh, deliver? Like, what kind of product does it deliver? Answer the question of what does an agency deliver? Yes. What is it? What does an agency do? Uh, I mean, agencies do a lot of things, but I guess like in the nature of like my experience, you know, we're basically manufacturing uh, campaigns to sell a product, service or goods for uh, another client that, you know, can't do it on their own. Agencies provide a service, right? They provide a bunch of different services. Services that really aren't the quantity of the services isn't really what advertising is about. Mm -hmm. Advertising is about the quality of the service. It gets tricky and difficult um, when I remember multiple times with some of my agencies, especially being a junior, um, when I was like still cutting my teeth and people like, you know, one of our creative directors would be like, all right, I'm fucking done for the day. Uh, and one of the first places I worked the bar looks like in the creative area <laughs> and uh, like so everyone goes to hang out at the bar which is like 30 feet from my desk and people would be like peter stop being such a dork come come drink with us and like we had some booze clients too and i was like i am so far <laughs> from finishing this printout right now. <laughs> and i really don't know what i'm doing no i've never worked on something like this and I'd have to like, get up on my desk at like 3.30 and be like, I don't want to work on this. Either. Absolutely, <laughs> so, dude. I, I, mean, I so empathize with like, if somebody even like says the word beer within a, like, like <laughs> you know, it could be in another room. I can just sense it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, we're done. With, we're done. Yeah, we're done. Done for the day. <laughs> like, it's such a, it's such a character flaw. <laughs> it's terrible. That is, dude, there is cer certainly some days when yeah. I was like, 
Oh, it's beer o'clock. Yeah. Oh, we're drinking. Right oh, now. cool. What are we having? <laughs> I know. Um, I, 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 or you hear the. Yeah. And you're like, perfect. <laughs> I was, oh, thank God. I was looking for a reason to blow this off for the rest of the day. Um, <laughs> you do. So I want to, I want to bring this back. I want to reel this in. Your point uh, did raise another question that I have for you. So you talked about that experience of being in the office and there being fun beer time when you're a junior and you've got work to do. So thinking about juniors, right? Younger staff, new employees. I think that there's another perspective that oftentimes gets thrown around as fact that if juniors don't go into the office, they don't get a chance to learn. What's your take on that? Do you think that holds water? Or do you think that um, that's kind of a fallacy? I think being around makes it easier for uh, juniors to pick things up. And it's, and it's kind of like, it's kind of like having roommates and like the way you're kind of presenting things like, like sending a passive aggressive text message, even if it's not passive aggressive, passive aggressive slack is comparable, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and use like, there's so much opportunity for things to be miscommunicated. And I think that the office gets in front of that a little bit easier with that being said though i've definitely had cases where you know juniors are still misinterpreting something even though i've tried to like find every which way to kind of explain something still not being well received and like some of those people too it's like they just don't care enough about the work so that it's there's no matter what I could say, like you have to care about the work. I can't teach you to care about the quality of the work um, because it's it's not just like me like teaching you. It's about you knowing what's already out there already. And yeah. Me being like, that's already been done 8,000 times. Um, you idiot. Like, you should. <laughs> yeah. It, it is kind of like a, it is kind of like you should know better. Or if it's something that's um, that is very specific or whatever, like that is a large part of our job in the creative department is to know what's already out there. Yeah. Or at least like, like if try someone just did something it yourself, you know, exactly. look for answers exactly. first before you like ask. Yeah. I, yeah, um, that's, that is, that, that's a key takeaway. Right? That's a key takeaway. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Definitely Google shit. Yeah, exactly. First. Google like, it before you ask. For the somebody. love of God, yeah, please. Like that is such a <laughs> undervalued, like skill, like before you go like sending set, like you're basically like trying to like address it before you make it somebody else's problem. So sage wisdom, reverse image search too. Yeah. Like, for trademark logo. Yeah, I've exactly. seen that before. Exactly. That's another bank. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's just Walmart. This is Walmart really big and red. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, well, I asked, right. I asked the question about, um, uh, juniors and like the office perspective, because I, I agree with you for one, it comes down to the individual. Like if you care, you care. You're going to try to like figure shit out on your own and that's great. So that does play a role. However, I have what might be perceived as a controversial take and I don't know if it's controversial or not. So you let me know. But honestly, I kind of think that the whole office versus remote when it comes to juniors, honestly, I feel like two things. I agree with you entirely. It comes down to the individual. Whether or not you give a shit makes a huge difference, right? Like if you care and you're going to try, that's great. Um, but also when it comes to uh, being in office versus being remote and a junior's ability to learn, I actually think that remote work oftentimes gets scapegoated. 
And I think it's a scapegoat for agencies in particular, not having a good training program for juniors because comparatively, whether you're in office or remote, uh, people need to be taught and there needs to be education that actually transpires as far as teaching younger staff how to do the job successfully and how to actually get the most out of their career and the work and what you want to do. Like expectations need to be mm-hmm. like leveraged and actually shared and um, give these people a fighting chance to like be really good at their job. And yeah. what's so interesting is there's this perspective that it's like, oh yeah, we need you in office so you can learn. And it's like, what do you expect these people to do? Learn through osmosis? Like that's not going to fucking happen. Right. And I think it's so easy to be like, oh, if you're not around it, like, and you're, you're remote all the time and you're not like witnessing it. It's like, yeah, okay, great. Like you're not there in person, but it's like, I don't know. I just think that it's kind of an excuse to get people in the office when in reality, it's like, if you have a decent, if you have a decent training program, like you can teach people what, like you could set expectations and they could follow them, whether you're in person or not. Hey, Max, you ever worked at an agency with a training program? Me neither. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and that's the thing, man. Like, it's not fucking fair to, like, these kids. It's fucking, it's, yeah, it's, it's all dude, gays. Yeah, it's they're, like, they're like, why Why are, is this person, like, not performing well? And it's like, oh, because no one fucking told them what they need to be doing. Like, you're just like, yeah. some people, some people, like, you know, I use the analogy, like, swimming in a pool versus like blue ocean swimming where it's like, cool. Yeah. Some people can like venture into uncharted waters and fucking figure out how to swim. Other people mm-hmm. like need parameters and direction in order to like reach that point. And yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, I think you said it best. Yeah. A lot of agencies don't have training yeah. programs and yeah, come to the office. That's the best way to learn. And it's like, okay, what am I going to do? Watch you like whiteboard shit out? No. So yeah, <laughs> that that's going to probably piss some people off, but I stand by it. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, agencies, learn to train people. Yeah. For the love, love of God. Hey, it's I'll, like, I'll put together a training program for you. Call it consultancy, baby. Yeah, for real. Hey, uh, I would like to, I would have liked to have felt like I wasn't a burden on the person <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. I was getting trained by. Yeah. Sorry for inconveniencing you with my friendship. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was, I totally remember being like, so ambitious, absolutely on fire to start like, you know, get diving into things. And pretty consistently, everyone's like, oh, God, the fucking new guy. Like he's got a fucking shit. Yeah, you're him. you're like sand, you're, like, you feel like you're sandbagging people. And that sucks. That super sucks. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, being in the office versus being remote, there's no fucking like way that's gonna make a difference. Like again, maybe you if there is this hypothetical training program, yeah, you can like sit down and make sure someone's paying attention to it. But if that doesn't exist, then yeah, I'm Calm bullshit, buddy. Yeah. And at the opposite end of the spe- spectrum, too, just to like play devil's advocate for like agencies, too. Like, I've definitely been in charge of like, you know, people that are like, that are, that totally are capable of figuring it out and they're going to be great. And, um, the, uh, that like I've barely had to do anything for. And then I've had people that I have to, you know, I've given them like so many different, like opportunities or like be like do you need more creative freedom do you want less creative freedom this isn't really an important project uh but we can practice like this you know and um i feel like i should be to everything and uh, i was like this stinks 
Um, but that's kind of like from a creative standpoint too. Uh, well, I mean, this is where we meet in the middle, I think, mm-hmm. is that you can uh, you can lead a horse to water, can't make the horse drink. No, sir. Even even if you're fucking yeah. shoving its head, drink, drink, drink bitch. Drink. Yeah. You're so thirsty. Drink, chug, 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 and they're literally just getting waterboarded. Yeah, that's terrible. Like, I'm gonna report you to HR. So I, yeah. How many how many agencies have you worked at that have HR? <laughs> No, no yeah. <laughs> anyway, casual oh, casual subject change. Uh so yeah. I have another question. This one's more of a fun one. Uh, because I do think, you know, I, I'm working remote pretty frequently now. I know I know you are too, but like think back like over the tenure that you've been remote and like you've been working remote. So it was like March 2020, I guess like yeah middle of march i remember the canceled march madness ku was supposed to be really good like just fucking number one like everyone says everyone says and then yeah cancel the tournament brutal um remote ever since uh what in your experience of working remote what's like the give me a funny story from like being remote or tell me something weird that happened because i feel like there was so much weird shit that happened as people were figuring out how to navigate it and i'd like to think we mostly have it down now with the exception of like you know zoom and teams and webex and what they're all fucking different and it just drives me absolutely crazy and whatever beside the point but um yeah, give me a give me a a trip down memory lane. <laughs> I told you that I have a story earlier, and now that I'm here and I'm about to tell said story, are you getting are you getting are you getting embarrassed? <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Just thinking about the story makes me embarrassed. Uh, I hate that. Um, and yeah, I really don't want to tell it, but I told that I was gonna I was do it for the it, listeners. So share it for the world. <laughs> the scope um, creeps, Peter. I, do it for the scope creeps. <laughs> Oh, for the creepers. Uh, this is absolutely the type of thing that they probably signed up for, too. So this is probably the thing. And uh, so I was working at this agency for probably like six months or so. And uh, we are totally remote at this point. And I started dating someone. And I well, had just moved in with her, <laughs> which is really great crazy to think about and everything's going great and i woke up kind of late and i like our our morning meetings like uh we had these kind of like all agency meetings that happened at like way too early in the morning (laughs) and by way too early i mean eight which is not that bad yeah it's like it's like whatever (laughs) not ideal not ideal i guarantee most people are not psyched about that especially considering it was like monday and so I was like, shit, I got to like sign in for this thing. Like I'm a good employee. I'm going to like, you know, like everyone that's, every, it's 2020, we're all remote. And so a lot of people are signing in for this and just m- muted everything, no camera. And so I grab it. I'm like, oh, this is like one of the first times I can be like, hey, this is like, you know, some of my bosses, some of the, some of the people that I've been like raving about or whatever. And so I grab my laptop, <laughs> bring it back to bed. <laughs> and I'm like, she's like half asleep. And I'm like sitting there like listening in, whatever. And I've got like the speaker open. Um, and I had turned off my camera and turned off my mic. Oh, no. <laughs> so we're starting to think, I'm like, that's my boss. <laughs> and someone's like. <laughs> like my boss goes what was that did someone say something and i was like 
Oh, you are turning visibly red. <laughs> for oh those, my god! For those listening on uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts now, uh, you are Peter is very red. <laughs> I'm stand in front of my fucking AC, dude. Jesus, it was it was so embarrassing. No, like, no, I didn't get called out though. Thank Christ, because someone definitely saw. Well, yeah. Someone definitely noticed. Yeah, there was. Um, so this actually happened not too terribly, not too terribly long ago. But uh, there was Ooh. a there was a a Zoom meeting that I was on, and it was a similar thing where you have like thirty some odd people in the frames, you know. And uh, um, yeah, this dude was just like totally ripping a bong, like, just oh. just like in front of God and everyone. No way! Oh, camera yeah. on, uh, camera on. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it was like if he's just, he just got massive balls or if he just like had no idea. But yeah, he's like, holy, shit. he's like spinning in his office chair, just ripping a bong. It's just insane. <laughs> <laughs> yep, just like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's awesome. dude it's amazing to me like <laughs> that you know, dude is a fucking weapon <laughs> yeah seriously like oh my god but um it's amazing job security or just confidence just raw just of confidence um it's shocking to me that like people still fuck around with the whole like muting and um video to like turn camera on and off and like yeah just being able to like kind of manipulate it and like uh leverage it in the pen yeah dude shit like that like i mean i mute uh to fart on calls and <laughs> that's like <laughs> probably f- fairly common you know people are gonna be sitting be like ew and it's like shut the fuck up you do it too like i don't want to hear that <laughs> yeah but right exactly. uh that does it's like peeing in pools yeah exactly like everyone doesn't accept me apparently <laughs> exactly right i never peed pools <laughs> yeah, ever, nope, ever ever or hot tubs <laughs> that's i'm re- like i'm completely disgusted by everyone yeah. now that i know that everyone does that you are you are you are one of one peter one um, of one i pee in the shower like everyone else also yeah if you like don't, if you say that you don't then you are a liar but um it, <laughs> it reminds me of the time again i've gotten far savvier with uh the mute button but uh, one instance, uh, that I had was, um, you know, in agencies, obviously we do the, the one-on-ones, you know, like it's, everyone does it, especially in account. I feel like we have so many fucking one-on-ones, um, you know, whether that's like twice a week or, you know, every couple of weeks, whatever. But, uh, I remember I was working, uh, with one of my direct reports at the time and we were on our call, whatever. And, uh, I thought I'd hit the mute button and I farted. And to my surprise, Peter, she just stopped me and was like, did you just fart? And I was, it was very, very abrupt in my response to be like, what, (laughs) what? She was like, you just farted. That's rude and disgusting. (laughs) And I just, if you're wow. if you're Flame on. if you're listening to this uh love you miss you hope you're doing well but yeah that's just a core memory wow. now of <laughs> we laughed about it but also i was so Porched. i was so mortified yeah exactly and it was like i'm sorry it was an accident <laughs> <laughs> 
you weren't supposed to know. Um, <laughs> oh, that beef and bean burrito stuff. And treat, treat oh, well. which reminds me of, I'm so glad you, excellent transition, Peter. This wavelength is just like totally locked in right now. Um, another time, uh, there was a call and I was, client will spare them uh <laughs> their identity but <laughs> again definitely, just out. they beep definitely out. uh were in the car at what i assume was it had to have been a taco bell <laughs> at the drive through like not on mute again just not on mute just sitting there like <laughs> placing their order like what sounded like for a family of four which is insane and kind of sad but uh yeah they um <laughs> they just were just at the drive-thru just taking a call and i mean it's client you can't say anything they can do whatever the fuck they want i guess but oh true <laughs> yeah it's Invisible. just yeah exactly oh, yeah. they could be like, shitting on the sidewalk yeah like, it's, and you'd be like Hey, during, man, do you during a presentation though? Like, I feel like we've kind of curbed that aspect of like remote work where like people aren't doing like weird shit as much anymore where they're like, Oh yeah, I'm just at the gym right now. It's like, don't fucking do that. Do not fucking do that. Like you are a professional and I expect you to be at least at, at something that resembles a desk for seven hours of your eight hour work day. <laughs> like come the fuck right. on, like, please like just that. That's the type of shit that ruins remote work for everyone because you are the problem and people see that and they know that. And then they're like, oh, shit. Well, if you're in the office, I can watch you. And then it becomes that big brother bullshit where everyone's like, oh, yeah, Yeah. I know you're working. And it's like, yeah, I'm just doing totally like a legitimacy factor that he can't like ignore. But uh, (laughs) there is something it's the same kind of my same belief with like Dungeons and Dragons where like like. Uh, technology's great. We've come a long way. But I was trying to play Dungeons and Dragons with my friends back in the day. Uh, as like how I started p- like being a dungeon master, and like we played for a long time. And like to go from and that was during COVID, and they were like all in Florida, and to go from sitting in front of a computer all day and then being like, okay, now we're gonna play Dungeons and Dragons at, on a Zoom call for three and a half hours, or it, it was so unrealistic. I was totally gassed. The payoff wasn't worth it. And I think there's something very similar that happens um, in the creative pitch process. There is okay. something that the client is farther removed away from uh, the work. And there's just there's I bar- I really barely got to experience pitching creative work like in person. And there's so much that gets lost um, it's easy for people to not pay attention. Oh, people do that bullshit where they turn their camera off and it's like, cool. Did you like it? And it's just like, sorry, I was sorry. I was on, I was on, I was on mute. Uh, yeah. So, uh, go ahead and, uh, send that over. <clears throat> yeah. You're like, wow. We just spent like four fucking weeks on this. Like, and it's kind of ambitious and we warned you that it was going to be ambitious and you guys weren't ready. Yeah. And you, you got like 50% didn't send of the assets. Yeah. You got like 50% of the energy from like seeing it over zoom. I, I would agree with you. That is a huge, I'm not, and that's not saying it's a proponent for like me thinking office work is good. That to me is something where I'm like, yeah, some things are a hundred percent going to be more effective and better for everyone involved in person. Yeah, exactly. And like, how much are we going to like, I I can imagine that there was a lot of people that ended up kind of going back to their original concepts after 
like the first kind of round was missed a little bit. Uh, and the client was like, oh, let's change it to do whatever, whatever. And then like, I bet it comes full circle. And they're like, oh, wow, this original idea was really fucking good. And, like, yeah. Then, and it, it's not because it was like the, uh, any creative presentations first go, like it's not their first idea. Like that, like when we sell in, when we're selling that first, you know, creative process or whatever, we're selling, we've gone through a ton of ideas. We think this, like one of these ideas is a absolute winner. It doesn't need to be changed whatsoever. Like, especially coming from an agency where there is a lot of perspective, a lot of insight for a bigger project. It's oh, like, yeah. We've thought long and hard about this and projects get frequently get watered down. And sometimes like we end up coming back to them, to the original concept because we're like, all right, this is getting so watered down. This is not going to make a difference. But that's a, a part of that's a conversation for another day, I feel like. Um, but I will, I did want to ask for a well, actually, can people. I can I speak to that really yeah. quickly though? Um sure. yeah, before we move on from that and then I'll let you get back to your question. So I do completely agree from like an account perspective how much better it is when um you know you're in person for like a big client meeting, right? I have seen this so many times. Like you could have what feels like a tense client, say, you know, it's client relationships or client relation or our relationships, right? Like any other relationship, they're not always going to be perfect all the time. And what I have found to be kind of like, you know, weird enigma, like thing that happens is you will have these, you know, kind of relationships ongoing and maybe it's not going so great. If you have a big in-person get together, whether it be for a presentation or like, you know, just your a strategy session, like I feel like agencies and clients love to do these like four hour workshops, you know, where they get together and everyone gets in a room and like maybe you don't solve anything, but it feels like you did. And everyone is happy afterwards. Everyone will like, you know pat each other on the back and talk about how like amazing it was. And like, that was such a good session and it was great. And so honestly, I feel like that is probably similar to what you're experiencing with the like in-person pitching where it's like, for whatever reason, it just feels good and authentic and like very human. And I don't know. I feel like, I guess, key takeaway, more unsolicited advice. If you're ever, uh, you know, in a position where you feel like there's a, a rut with your client, <laughs> propose a half hour or a four hour strategy session and get together and like get in the room because I yeah. guarantee you'll all feel better after the fact. Yeah. And that like, that's honestly kind of what I was going to ask about too, with, um, with you meeting with like direct report, direct reports or other account people and kind of getting perspectives mm -hmm. and being like, like <laughs> for one, I was going to be like, that must just be like some type of therapy for you guys. <laughs> like for you guys to get to like, yeah, be like, there's a, lot, be there's like, a right, lot of like, I mean, and, show me on the doll. Yeah. The client hurt you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that comes down to like the individual, right? Like, I mean, I think I talked about it last week. Like I try and be authentic in the sense of like who I am, both to my clients, as well as like to my direct reports. And I want to create a safe environment to be like, oh, yeah, if you are like feeling like shit or like you want to just complain about something like it's a safe place to do it. Complain to me so right. you don't lash out at somebody else because that will be so much worse. And, you know, yeah. I think. Yeah, I'm not I'm not exempt from like complaining about stuff, you know, yeah, and so no, I think I think that it's therapeutic in that way of being like, oh, yeah, like 
he gets it. And like, I, I think toxic positivity is like a real thing for sure. And like, I absolutely explain can't. that to me. Exactly. Toxic positivity. Oh, so yeah, someone so, was talking about that. Uh, I saw someone talking about that. I was like, yeah, I totally like that. It's almost like gaslighting, man. I, like to the extent of like you're feeling like shit. There's visible pressure on you and on the people around you, and then you're confiding in someone and being like, "Oh yeah, I'm having a really hard time." And they're like, "Why? Like everything's great." And it's like, I know you're not. Like I know everything's not great. You yourself, you're working like sixty hour weeks. Like how do you feel like everything's great? And it's like, oh yeah, that's just the grind. That's like everything's good and everything. Like we're all having fun here. And like no. That is so like, uh, but everything was not, everything was not in fact fine. Everything was not in fact fine. And honestly, like, I mean, it's the same way that like we engage, we being the Royal, we have account people with like you guys where, you know, you're working on something and you know, we're coming back to you and being like, client has this feedback and like, here you go. And it's great. And like, good work. And you're like, this is like a page of shit. This is a page of yeah. shit. And what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? And you think everything's fucking fine? Fuck you. That's bad account service. <laughs> that is bad account service, right? But, you know. To, it is difficult I, to get those, like, those requests. You're just like, this is a lot of requests. Yeah. Like, did they understand anything that we talked? It's the whole, like, they were muted. They were. Yeah, they, they were weren't paying attention. They were at fucking Taco Bell ordering yeah, fucking, like, like yeah, <laughs> chalupas. Exactly. But Ordering for the back people. I was about to say, what's, <laughs> what's your Taco Bell order? Give it to me. I, like, everyone probably can do that, right? What was that? <laughs> What's your what's your Taco Bell order? My Taco Bell order? Uh yeah. I am uh, a big time grilled cheese burrito fan. Um interesting. It's Never new it's newish. A- oh, it's newish. I don't know when it actually came out, to be honest. I don't get to Taco Bell too terribly often, but it is so fucking regular. Bro. Oh, it is so good. But also, man, unpopular opinion. I really enjoy a classic bean burrito, no onions. Wow. You are psychopath. That's so fun. <laughs> okay, but what's yours, motherfucker? You literally like, just are just you go to Taco Bell when you're like, I gotta open this bitch up. <laughs> <laughs> like I've been constipated for I don't think I have shit in three days. I got just the thing. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. no onions either. That's yeah, the remove wow. remove the like only thing that even resembles health from the bean. Yeah, I guess health or bad. flavor. Okay. All right, all right. Fuck the bean burrito then. What's yours? What do you what do you get? And then I'm gonna get back to my point. Crunch about supreme. To- uh, one gordita, uh, uh, crunchy gordita uh, crunch. Whatever the fuck that thing is. And uh, <laughs> one gooey, crunchy, dur- cheesy. <laughs> Right, <laughs> it's just wrapped in more yeah, and it's more. Just a, it's wrapped yeah. in like a quesadilla wrapped yeah, in a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> just a fuck fast yeah, <laughs> burrito. Just, it's all the same ingredients. Like, come the fuck. It on. is. Like, yeah, it's just I a mean, different shape. Thing. Like, yeah. Welcome to Italy. Yeah, same shit. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, where the ingredients are the same and uh, it's just a different form of bread. I mean, the calzone is probably the most earth yeah, and the cheese, corn yeah, and some kind of cheese. But what I, what I was going to yeah. say is when it back to like, you know, close the gap or close the loop on the, um, there you go. That's my account coming out. Um, yeah, closing, the, closing the loop on um, toxic positivity. What I found is like super valuable is it's all about framing. Uh, like, I mean, yeah, sometimes there's shit that like, you know, is going to be shitty. And I need you to do it. And it sucks. But like being empathetic and like saying, hey, Peter, I got some rough feedback. 
you know, I've got a lot of rough feedback. What I've done is I've tried to organize it and I'm just going to be honest with you. It's going to be a challenge. And as you're reviewing it, like, let me know if you get stuck and if there's anything that I can do to help clarify it and like make it easier on you, because I know that what I'm about to ask you to do is not going to be super fun. Like that reads better, right? Yeah. That reads better to you yeah, than saying like, Hey, here's this shit. <laughs> like, yeah. good, good fucking luck, <laughs> bucko. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hope you're hungry. You guys use a bunch of shit that you're about to shovel down your throat. Yeah. So I guess great time. Yeah. That's, you know, we kind of departed from the, um, uh, nature of like one-on-ones being in person or remote, but, um, yeah. yeah, no, but I feel like this was kind of part of it though, too. Like at least there are a lot of things that are related and, um, to this, I want, I do want to talk about something that's a little bit off topic maybe, sure. but it's still in the wheelhouse where we, where we have been talking, um, where I kind of blew my mind when I first started, started working where like being like, I want to present my work. I want to talk to the client. I want to get feedback from them. Like, I don't like necessarily need a liaison, right? Mm -hmm. I don't need to go between, I don't need a middleman. Um, but as I've kind of matured, I realized the value is massive and there is like, there is a lot to be said for like the teamwork mentality and like you are my like you are my protector um like you're my charles oakley too like um so <laughs> calling myself michael jordan jesus christ i was gonna but say like, <laughs> sticking sticking up for me though sticking like, i do need someone to stick up for me because there's there's a lot of times when i'm making it absolutely <laughs> literally yeah. watch that fucking documentary it's amazing it's absolutely electric like this like the soundtrack is so fucking good go watch that uh instagram story that i, that I posted today i was like i know what i'm gonna do next um what logo i'm gonna design next and there is a lot to be said for that like having that person to like to go to bat for you that it's like intrinsically on your side mm -hmm. that like i've made something that is creative and the client is not expecting and they like have no ability to think creatively. I mean, they do some of them, some of them have good taste, um, some better than others, but at the end of the day, like they're so cool. Like what, when we say they're the client isn't creative, it's that they're so in their own head about what their company is all about already. Mm -hmm. Like they do need an outside perspective and we, in a weird way, like we're being paid for our outside perspective that is val that is valuable and we've proven that value like because we do operate in all these, all these kind of industries mm -hmm. but like as soon as we get in the door they clients will turn on their heel they'll turn heel and be like you don't know anything you, you don't know our industry you, you don't know what we're talking about it's like uh we've done so much effort like we've taken so much time and effort to understand your audience your mission statement your vision like your competitors, like your position, like what we took, we did an audit of all that shit. And this is what we found. This is what you've been cultivating without our insight. And this is our unbiased opinion. We're here to give you feedback on what you're doing and you're paying us a lot of money to do it. Don't act like we're trying to piss you off. That's like, always the something's going thing. wrong. Yeah. That's always yeah. the weirdest thing. Like you pay a bunch of money for like, yeah, outside consultancy, and then you get mad if it's not like you know. Yeah, if, if what it's you not were expecting or a shared belief. To be not what you're yeah, expecting. and if it's what you're expecting, then yeah, what do you need them in the fucking first place? So, yeah, I totally agree. And convincing clients uh, from that kind of like being being in the same room, being on the same page, like there's a lot mm -hmm. to be said for 
that de- that definitely definitely gets lost. Remote. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm glad you brought that back full circle because I was thinking the same thing. Like I feel like some of like the most memorable and like kind of crazy campaigns like that we've seen in recent history were definitely developed and pitched in person because yeah the wild Mm -hmm. shit the wild shit's the stuff that's gonna get axed on the phone you know like yeah it's never gonna last (laughs) yeah there's tons of stuff like that too and like i feel like with the the ad industry kind of goes through periods of time where like that is going to be more or less like valuable i think um or like the that kind of the, the the pendulum swings both ways right conservative work will be like people are going to just shake it up and do some like crazy ass Quiznos ads that are like they got like these crazy guys like like flying around. Let's like South Park made a fucking Quiznos commercial. Yeah. And it's disruptive. And that's what that's what branding and um, and and advertising should be. Um, advertising is still that, to that degree, but it is a little bit more unhinged. It's less by the numbers and more like emotional. And it is difficult to to put numbers to. Yeah. Um, that's something that's difficult that I'm, that I've been having to learn to talk about and to, um, because I'm not a salesperson. Mm -hmm. I'm really not meant to do that. And I'm, I am a very strategic designer, but I'm not as brand strategist Mm -hmm. per se, Mm -hmm. not to the level that a professional that does that. Yeah. Somebody who like has that as their, like, that's the backbone of their career. Like what they do, That's, that's their designated discipline. And I want to respect that profession and that like same thing with copywriters like this whole like writers guild thing too i think actors are gonna go start going on strike today too, right? yeah i think today is Good. actually yeah they should they, they absolutely they should. should i completely agree absolutely. like honestly i'm kind of embarrassed it took that long like yeah and i'm also well, I mean, like, like being really like, selfish because like i'm a huge saturday night live live guy and I'm, i miss it <laughs> oh dude that stinks i'm so sorry for your loss oh but i'm more, I'm more sorry people... on behalf of the writers that are not getting adequately paid yeah for <laughs> real and everyone thinking that they can just you like they can just cram shit in a chat jet chat four or whatever dude and fucking chat gpt man like yeah we might actually that reminds me uh somebody did request we do an episode on ai so let's save that that was a yeah. I made a request, so I'm actually going to stop talking about ChatGPT because I have nice, takes. Yeah. I have takes, Peter. Yeah, I've got plenty as well, too. I mean, it's, yeah. Now, we will discuss, like, well, honestly, we could do that now. next time. Do we have, we're probably w- winding down here, too. Well, we are. <laughs> we're, we're, coming co- we're coming to a close here. However, I do have one last, uh, you know, I guess prompt, if you will, that I want to talk about yeah. um, before we, you know, close this out. And that's actually, uh, you know, kind of pop culture and the like, you know, I guess cinematic display and romanticizing of office culture. Do you feel like that has anything to do with uh, people's perspectives on whether or not office or remote is preferred? Because I think it might. Is this a conspiracy theory? (laughs) (laughs) Is this why Severance is so popular? I haven't seen Severance. I've heard amazing things. It's really good, but if like similar, you know, again, to really bring it full circle, similar to the bear, it fucking gives me anxiety. 
Oh boy, yeah. Is but it? I, that's I really gotta a, watch it. It's Adam Scott, right? Yeah, it is, and I love Adam Scott. But to give you like He's a synopsis without any spoilers, basically the prep, like the premise of the show, is that these individuals work for a company where their professional and their personal lives are completely severed from one another, right? And so they go into uh. they go into work, and that is the work personality. And those people are like, you know trapped there because that's their existence and then they leave Holy with shit. no recollection of anything that happened but they're back in their personal lives and they get paid really handsomely and it's all like you know kind of this premise of being like oh yeah it's awesome you can basically you know go get paid and uh you know you don't actually experience any of the drawbacks of you know what is a very boring professional existence but uh as you can imagine cool sounds great on, sounds it's very cool i think you would like it um but it's funny it's like dark right it's like dark it's comedy. not funny i did not think it was oh uh, yeah dark comedy i mean like it's not like haha laughter it's but like there's little moments yeah. in there um you know similar to our it's like uh, similar like to succession our um, is, i haven't seen tons of succession but succession's like really fun like it's yeah. really funny in a really dry dark couldn't way. couldn't like, get into succession which again <laughs> like haters will sound off in the comments but yeah i couldn't get into uh uh, many shows that you probably love and think are wonderful. It I didn't even watch Game of Thrones until COVID. So, wow. But I did love it. Yeah. So, um, but anyways, I mean that's one side of the spectrum. Like when it comes to like representing the workplace. But then you also look at like you know I mean obviously for this conversation kind of have to reference the office of being like, Oh, look at all the quirky fun things that happened in an office. And like, you know, everyone's got their personalities and this is super fun. And there's some Jim and Dwight bullshit. Like, that, you know, yeah. I can go and like get into shenanigans and shit. And it's just, I don't know. I think that's super misleading. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I would agree that like it really it really does a great job of like highlighting all of like the best moments of like people that like that just one single thing like connects them. Like they wouldn't be connected any other way. I think that's what makes the office so successful is like, like everyone in the show is like so insanely different and they, and they work at this, like this crazy ass place and they find like, but they do get along even like the way they, they antagonize each other is building something which is like <clears throat> very sweet and like wholesome um <clears throat> i can't believe they kept doing that show without steve carell and i was i happened to be watching uh it with my roommates a couple like weeks ago and i was so impressed that like i mean on, only at, like i have very strong opinions about that very end of that show though too like i mean it peter i never so i never early. even finished it if i'm being honest with you I can't remember either, really, but there's like a final episode. Did you ever watch that final episode? No, dude. So I'm I'm one of those Steve people. Steve comes back. I'm sure he does. Like, you have to for a finale like, like that. Yeah, I'm one of those people. But he has like two lines. He doesn't even say anything. It's really kind of about everybody else at that point, which yeah. is insane and dumb. I hate that. Yeah, that's shitty. I'm one of those people that when it comes to like TV shows I like, like, I will like watch the first five seasons or four seasons, like when it like is the good parts of any given show, like before they jump the shark, you know, I will just rewatch yeah. the shit out of those seasons and never go beyond that. So I think for the office, I think the office, like my threshold was around like season six, I think whenever it was doing like the Michael Scott paper company thing like that, I will just rewatch it up to that point and never beyond it. And so I don't yeah, yeah, no yeah. fucking idea how it ends, but yeah, 
Yeah, the point. Like what? The, Will Ferrell was like fucking Michael around. Yeah, Michaels. this is fucking weird, man. Like I just end the show at that point. But uh, it's kind of like when the yeah. lead singer of a band leaves or quits and the band keeps going. It's like, no, you're a different band now. Like, and that's cool. You could be the- Blink One Eighty Two was not that case though. Blink mm-hmm. One Eighty Two with that that replacement guy, he was he. We did talked his, about like, that already. <laughs> like, he held his own. He absolutely held his own. Um, Tom DeLonge is ag- impossible to replace. But. Agree, yeah, agree to disagree on that, Skiba. But regardless, um, <laughs> <laughs> agree to disagree. Um, but yeah, I guess my my point stands that it's just like you know when it comes to shows like the office, even workaholics and stuff like they create this depiction that like, Oh yeah, like it is work, but it is, you know, you're in the office and being in the office is like really fun. And I just have to question whether or not that is like a accurate representation or if it is kind of romanticizing it or just really amplifying like the little pockets of like you know some of the in-office stuff that actually does happen because i mean i don't know they obviously don't have episodes about people actually like doing work and (laughs) that would be a really fucking boring tv show but yeah i was just curious to get your perspective on it like there 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 was like so many fun things that we did at some of my places too like i mean when we played like fantasy football and everything like, oh yeah that's always fucking movement <laughs> yeah that was so fun and dramatic and like <laughs> crazy we i feel like we could have done it even more <clears throat> but it just kind of like like i feel like there is maybe there's something to be said for the office and like kind of like really awesome culture like culture places where you do get to do those things. You do get to mm-hmm. like, like fantasy football is like anything, like everybody. That's all that people care about in like a small agency for fucking three months. March Madness <clears throat> too. Like, that always gets a lot of hype. Yeah. And people get really excited about it. Yeah. I got to believe that there is a way that there are places that do that cultivate that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really like, I hope to like have an agency of my own one day and to learn to separate the art from the, the artist from the art and myself being like the designer from the design work of being mm-hmm. like, Hey, I'm like, I can design the hell out of some stuff, but there's probably someone that can do it better than I can at this point or do it faster and better. And I can focus on finding someone to like do the strategy for, for things or whatever, connect the dots and network and talk to people better mm-hmm. than I can like sit behind a computer and just kind of like, waste my ability to be uh, a productive social butterfly. Right. I think that's probably. Yeah. I think, I mean, bringing it even more of use analogy, like sounds like full seven, circle. seven, yeah. Full circle. <laughs> full, whoa, full circle is, I think you're right. It comes down. It probably does come down to, you know, the people that work and the culture, you know, that an office can fo- like can actually foster as far as getting people together and, you know, maybe, maybe that's all it is, man. Like maybe it is just about like, you know, culture building and relationship building and the fun you get to have with like-minded individuals that are like, you know, they're really working for a company trying to achieve a common goal. Um, and the functional aspect of, you know, actually doing the work is something that can be more successfully done in a remote environment. Maybe there is room for both of them to exist and it doesn't have to be so black and white one or the other as far as which is better. And yeah, I don't know. I could, somebody could sell me on that if not myself. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I think there, there's, there's so much to be said for like specificity. Like if you 
or if like being on the same page, like that's what I'm, that's what I'm going to, that's what I'm going to hope to cultivate is something along those lines where like, like sports are going to be like such a big thing. They're, they're so fun. Like, I feel like I've <clears throat> discovered the novelty of them um, because I kind of didn't pick it up until like two years ago. And like, mm-hmm. I love basketball now or like, I like I'll I'll say take that with a grain of salt though. Like the game of basketball. You love Michael you Jordan love Michael. Well. Yeah, you love Michael Jordan. <laughs> I just like the the I like the Detroit Pistons being huge <laughs> assholes and just like kicking people while they're down and shit. And just like hey, if you're gonna take someone to the ground, like make it worth it. If you're gonna get a foul, make it worth it because those fouls didn't really exist. Now basketball is like soccer. And where people are diving and bullshit. And I hear that's like, going away, though. I hear they're uh, trying to, like, change that rule to where, like, sorry, LeBron, like, the the, yeah. the jig is up. <laughs> the flopping yeah. is going to uh, be like. In <laughs> hockey, this guy literally just got his face sliced off. Dude, yeah. He got 75 motherfucking stitches. Yeah, exactly. If that happened to a basketball player, they wouldn't play for two years. Yeah, no kidding. It's like in hockey, yeah, guy falls over, somebody skates over both arms, and he's just out there, like, with his nubs, like, holding the stick, like, just got to gut it out. Like, that's hockey. Oh, no joke. Hockey tough is, like, insane. The, on all the guys, too, that are are playing uh like throughout the stanley cup and everything they play so much hockey by the end of it they're just so beaten better because they're seven game playoff series um and they got so many to get through by the time that they get to the end that they've played like another half of a season or some bullshit and none and there's not huge teams so they're getting injured as fuck because they're getting slammed into it 45 miles an hour by like someone that's six seven um, there's probably the, the average size, like 300 pounds, 300 pounds, all their shit on getting decked onto fucking ice. So there's all types of fucked up, but none of them want to like, they're all, none of them are like, like getting injured. None of them are injured. They never report their injuries. Cause they're like, I got to stay out there. The team needs me. The stories are just unreal. Oh, they sound crazy. Yeah, they sound fucking unreal, man. Shit. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. Meanwhile, like, thinking, like you're t- off, look up those guys. They're fucking Navy SEALs. Dude, yeah, I, I played lacrosse for a year in high school, and I got hit like one time, and my shoulders have been fucked up ever since. So it's like <laughs> I have so much respect for those people that just gut it out. When I was like, ah, yeah, I guess uh, this isn't gonna be a long standing hobby. So <laughs> yeah, uh, and for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> and for that reason, I'm out. Um, it's a good. So before we kind of close this up, I do again, kind of want to introduce like another segment. We talked about it loosely last time and that's the key takeaway. So very succinct, very brief of everything that we talked about today, Peter, uh, what is your one key takeaway for, um, folks that skipped the entire, <laughs> the entire episode and they are now just looking for, uh, the nugget of truth and wisdom that you're yeah, or TLDR. Exactly. Um, I guess we, we probably each get one, right? Yeah. We each That's get probably, one. I think yep. that's probably fair. Um, I think like from the creative side of things, there is a lot to be said for being able to present your work. And even if it's like, ideally it's probably in person. Um, if you're not the type of person that doesn't like, isn't into presenting, whatever, do you like learn how to do that? Don't just send out a PDF of your work. A zoom call is not that bad of a solution either. Present your own work as much as possible <clears throat> or trust people on your team to do it, whether it's in person or not. Um, definitely, definitely stay close to the work and be ready to explain things. I think that's my kind of, thing because no matter if you're remote or or working um like in the 
office. Those are two things that I think are really important that the value of those things is really keep that close. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's great. As far as my own, I guess I actually kind of reached this conclusion just through the dialogue today, but I would say that um, my key takeaway is that there is room for both remote and office presence and they both, uh, you know, accomplish and fulfill different needs in order to make an agency successful. I think we talked about the uh, fostering of kind of in-person culture, interpersonal relationships with your colleagues, being able to build that together in real time is really important. However, uh, on the flip side of things, yeah, maybe being able to tune those wonderful individuals out and actually go heads down and get work done by being mm-hmm. remote is something that again has its place and its value and um should be respected and something that's uh, considered as being yeah. being you know important to uh just professional success so i think that would be yeah. mine being able to like meet and hang out and like you know have after hours and like go out together or whatever and just talk to people in some like way i think that there's a lot to be said for given the nature of the work um being able to meet up in person and hang out together and like recognize who you're working with and like you know meet them like from like a totally outside of work perspective of being like this is a person i like i like and respect yeah and like any kind of growing animosity if it's a very stressful like nature of the work or like you work at like one of those crazy top agencies where they're working on some really like crazy projects really fast and all this stuff and it's easy for things to get slipped to the cracks mm-hmm. being reminded that hey we're all just people like we need to like meet in the middle about things and solidarity you know, just baby respect each other <clears throat> yeah that's really invaluable completely um yeah. well awesome guys uh, appreciate everyone tuning in for episode two uh last plug that i have for you all wonderful listeners is uh peter and i put together a gmail scope of work podcast at gmail.com and we would encourage you if you have topics that you would like our very very uh <laughs> astute and well-respected opinions on uh great we, we we welcome them we'd love to hear what you want us to chat about but also questions you know if uh you know something's maybe just a general question not necessarily something that uh, needs to be a full episode worth of content we can grab like three or four of them and uh, address them in a closing segment so uh, welcome, mm-hmm. welcome that from anyone. We'll make a whole episode about it too. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Depending on yeah. what it is, like, you know, if we're not planning on talking about it, maybe we figure it out. You know, we want to do, we want to give the people what they want. And again, that's uh scope of work podcast at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, we look forward, we look forward to hearing from you. Kind regards. Mm-hmm. Do we know what, um, uh, with, and just as a final kind of thing too, do we happen to know uh, what our next topic will be too? Uh, I have a few in mind. Uh, but I think we should make it a surprise. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm down. I like yeah. teasing things in the future too, just so people, if you were like, you know, whatever, but we're, we're going to design art for each episode. So it'll be easier to tell Oh yeah, what the things are. Yeah. Too, maybe we so. put a little Easter egg for the next topic in the other one. Yes. You exactly, know, or it's exactly. like this one. Yeah. Burning building, but the next one's fucking, I don't know. Like, I, yeah, that's I'm not, right. Well, like I said before, I'm not good at, uh, being put on the spot so (laughs) (laughs) all right well i'm sure we'll talk about something important to you guys and your lives and um 
maybe find out how awesome Michael Jordan and the last dance is. Once <laughs> yeah, again, or, so. play, or maybe we'll just <laughs> talk about Blink-182 again. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, thanks again for listening, guys. Appreciate it as always. Uh, looking forward to next week. So, uh, you know, stay up. <laughs> Adios. Adios. <laughs> Adios.